Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. It's TGI Friday. What a week it has been, and we're not done. <laughs> we have more business. Obviously, Mars changes signs tomorrow. Hi, everybody. Thomas Miller. Thanks for keeping coming back here as we talk about all these very significant things going on in the sky right now. And I appreciate your kind comments. The chart is very electric right now, to me at least, and I can feel into it, and I'm just trying to communicate all aspects of this. Before we leave the Pluto in Aquarius yesterday morning chart, I'll spend some more time with this. Hopefully next week we have some days that we don't have so much going on. But there are so many other things, and I'll just give you one that you can look at over the weekend. We know that Pluto is baking zero degrees Aquarius, right? Within three degrees of it, it will be all the way until next year. Well, you could look at, in fact, you could say three degrees on either side of zero and see what you have within that range, including the Ascendant or the Midheaven or Chiron or the part of Fortune. Anything, say, from 27 degrees of one sign to just over two degrees of another sign. That's called the baking window. <laughs> I think, who came up with that? Galileo or somebody? No, that's called the baking window of where Pluto in Aquarius is going to bake between now and the end of next year. And if you wanted to peek around the corner even a little bit more, what do you have within, say, 10 degrees? Because that sets up where Pluto is going to be aspecting over the next several years. I don't talk about my own chart very much, but I am almost a 28-degree ascendant. So Pluto is going to basically, in the equal house chart, if I put that up, where 2757 is at the cusp of every house, <laughs> yeah, for about the rest of my life, probably. Mercury is at zero degrees. Saturn is at two degrees. The nodes are at three degrees. Pluto itself is at five degrees. So you all just stay tuned. I will keep you posted as to how this unfolds. Boy, I could not have picked a better time to incarnate, huh? But I'll tell you this. I cannot read my chart in any kind of way, irregardless of Pluto in whatever sign, without looking at transformation. It's everywhere. It's even in all the work areas. So a lot of my work I'm going to be shifting to helping people through transformation. So that will give you some homework over the weekend. You can look at where Pluto is in your own chart relative to those areas. Look at the aspects, particularly the prominent ones, the conjunctions, the squares, the trines, the sextiles, the oppositions, and see what lays out for you. If you're interested, Robert Glasscock is available for booking readings. So are the people on our website, and we have several now. Just scroll through and pick the one that resonates to you. There's a readings category tab on the funastrology.com website right on the homepage. You can scroll down there and everybody is under that tab. Okay, today we don't have any exact aspects, but we do have a sign change tomorrow. You already know what it is, and it happens early. Mars moves into Cancer at 7.45 Eastern Time tomorrow morning. Now, everybody's saying, oh, thank God that Mars is not in Gemini anymore. Yeah, but you know the old saying, the devil you know is often better than the one you don't? Mars is in fall in Cancer. That means that Mars is in its exaltation. It's amplified in the sign of Capricorn. Of course, that's putting the two malefics together in Capricorn. But when it moves into Cancer, that's on the opposite side of the chart. The ancient astrologers said that means it is in fall. In other words, it's grumpy. 
They probably didn't have grumpy back in the 1600s, but we have it today. So you could call it in fall or you could call it in grumpy. Now, what is not grumpy in cancer is the moon, and it moves in on Tuesday. Maybe Luna could have a little conversation with Mars and get it to chill out a little bit for the next several weeks. Fortunately, this one is not an eternity like the last one. It will move out of there and into Leo on May 20th. Puts it back in its normal about two months time in a sign. And funny thing that the chart for this ingress, if you set the chart to where it moves in at your time zone, and because it's within like an hour of when Pluto moved into Aquarius, at least the same time of day, the charts look pretty similar. There's this big theme of Aries in the 12th, Taurus and Aries in the 1st, but Mars itself is in the third house. Communication, knowledge, learning, understanding, our thoughts. And see, here's where we get to choose, we get to live consciously. And what does that do for us? Well, as we think of bombastic Mars and aggressive Mars, and we think of the softness and the femininity of cancer and the emotional amplification, couldn't we bring some emotional stability to our fiery side? Especially with the moon moving in there. When we get fiery and we want to attack, maybe we could think of for the next two months. And I said think of because it's in the third house. Maybe we could think to ourselves before we act and realize that there is a lot of offsetting energy that is nurturing, emotional, even intuitive. What if we connected Mars' strength with the intuition of cancer or even the subconscious soul of cancer? Because isn't that the moon? And so for the next two months, also really watch your moon calendar. If you're in our Discord group, you know that Kristen Lawhead is doing a regular moon calendar that is posted in there. And if you're not in Discord, here's how you can get there pretty easily. If you'll go to the funastrology.com website, and at the top are three social media logos. It's the one on the right. And I tested it. It is working. But keep an eye on the moon calendar over the next at least 60 days. And you can track the moon as it moves through the signs based on that anchor point to home base for Luna, Cancer, and Mars transiting Cancer. This will be a really good exercise in learning astrology, too, because what I would do is break the sign of Cancer into thirds. Those are the decans, the decanates. Look up the rulers of each of those. They're abundantly available online. When the moon goes through those signs during those each of those three periods, that will be amplified. And then I know some of you are interested in the minor aspects, so you could literally follow everything from semi-sextile all the way around to quindecile, which is 165 degrees, the last one before the opposition. But if you wanted to get that granular, you could literally slice and dice it that thin, learn what each one of those aspects represents, even those little tiny minor ones, and see what happens over the next two months related to the moon, your emotions, your communications, your intuition, etc. That would be a great little exercise. Okay, that's there's more on the weekend, but <laughs> download Time Nomad and follow it. <laughs> you guys have a great one. I'll be back with Ray's comments on the markets tomorrow, and then my comments after that, because, whoa, we'll see you then. Back on Monday. Back on Monday.